Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons just like John DeLuke. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Also by Audible. Get two free books when you sign up at runjumpstomp.com slash audible. This episode, we've got two uh, reviews from iTunes. Thank you so much to you guys for doing this. Uh, Noah Record Stuff YT reviewed the show. They said, this show is one of the best out there, exclamation point. So thank you very much for that. Uh, but because that one was so short, I wanted to read another one. G.I. Jello also reviewed the show. G.I. Jello is actually listening right now uh, and said that Switchcraft is one of my favorite gaming podcasts. Super high production value with an awesome routine schedule, three times a week, short, sweet, and to the point. Great insight and honest opinions on all things Nintendo. RJS doesn't always drink the Nintendo Kool-Aid and calls it as he sees it. Thank you very much to Noah and Jello for reviewing the show on iTunes. It really does help. I very much appreciate it, and I really like that you guys understand that I can't always be a cheerleader for Nintendo, and sometimes I just have to call them out when they do something silly. But anyway, thanks again for those reviews. If you haven't done that, that is a very easy and free way to support the show. Head on over to iTunes and and uh, make a review, and uh, tell me your feedback. Tell me what you think of the show. Now, some of you may be wondering, why does this sound a little different than it usually does? And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I have not finished the studio, but I've moved my stuff into it. So we still have some work to do here, and that's why there's a bit of an echo in here. And those of you that are listening live right now, please don't tell. I think people wanted to be surprised. Um... But there's a bit of an echo in this room. I still have some more stuff to bring up. And as I add stuff to the room, it'll get less and less echoey. I may end up having to get some egg carton stuff or some baffling for the corners of the room. I'm not sure yet, but that's what's going on. And uh, so sorry for the echoey sound. It will get resolved eventually, hopefully sooner rather than later. Let's jump into the news, though. Uh, The other day... In Discord, we were talking about the Zelda timeline, which, if you don't know anything about it, it's very, very complicated. Um, basically, when you look at the disc, uh, the Discord, the Zelda timeline, and what happens is once you get to Ocarina of Time, the paths kind of split because Ocarina of Time is a time travel video game, and certain things happen in one timeline and they don't in another. And so Zelda actually splits into three separate timelines after that. This is from the, um, oh my gosh, what's the name of the book? The Hyrule Compendium, I believe. And uh, anyway, we were talking about the timeline and how convoluted, and, and we, were, we were trying to figure out where does Breath of the Wild fall into 
the Zelda timeline. And Bravd from uh, from the Discord channel, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, uh, he said, I think that the way they portray Ganon and the things they say about him, that Breath of the Wild is the very last story ever. Now, when I when I asked him about this, I said, well, what do you mean? Do you mean that this is the last time that we will fight Ganon? Um what does that mean for future Zelda games? Do are we going to go back in time to see what happened before or will we like prequels or in the future will we not fight Ganon again? And I got thinking, what is it that I want from a Zelda game? Well, I just want to have fun. And if it, if that game features Ganon or doesn't is not super important to me. And so I almost feel like I want to I almost wish that Ganon would not come back. It would feel like we've accomplished something. So I'm hoping, and I know it's early to be talking about the next Zelda game, but what I'm hoping is that Zelda in the future could have a different antagonist than Ganon. I think that that would be a good step forward for the franchise uh, because we've been fighting Ganon over and over for 30 years now. And I think it would be really cool to not fight Ganon next. And I want to fight some other big bad, something different. And I think that that would be cool. What do you guys think about that? Do you guys think that you would prefer that uh, Ganon comes back and we continually fight him? I know that the whole lore of Zelda is that Zelda has the Triforce of Wisdom, Link has the Triforce of Courage, and Ganon has the Triforce of Power. And when you bring all three together bad things happen. So do we want somebody else to get the Triforce of Power? Or, I mean, in, in this particular Zelda, spoilers four months later, the Triforce wasn't really uh, focused on in this version of Zelda, which I thought was interesting and cool that they were breaking away from that, that uh, tropey thing that they had been doing for many, many years. So I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that we need to keep fighting Ganon, or do you think it's okay for Nintendo to bring a new villain to the Zelda franchise, or maybe even a new um, a new protagonist? Maybe not Link next time. Maybe we get to play as Zelda, or as Tinkle, for crying out loud. Uh, anyway, let me know what you guys think. Runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Overcooked is coming to the Switch on Thursday. I'm very, very excited for this. If you don't know what what Overcooked is, basically it is a four-player co-op game where you have um, different chefs and uh, the chefs have to work together in order to make food. But while you're trying to make this food, um, the game throws these kind of things to to kind of twist uh, the the general gameplay. Like maybe you're cooking on ice or on a moving truck, and you have to coordinate with the other people that you're playing with, otherwise you're going to fail. And I think that Overcooked looks like the type of game that w- it would be perfect on the Switch. Um, I believe that you can play with single player or two player or three player or four player, which is fine. Uh, but games like this where you can take a, a Joy-Con off on the side and you can 
uh, hand that to somebody and then you could sit next to each other and play a game. That is what the Switch feels to me like it was made for. Uh, and the game is coming out on Thursday and I'm very excited for it. It's called Overcooked Special Edition. It launches July 27th, 2017. The price is $19.99. You can convert that to your um, your currency. Uh, and there's like a very short like 17 second trailer that you can watch. Uh, but I mean, the game is already out on other platforms. So you can look on YouTube and find video of it. I watched some people play it um, at TwitchCon. I wasn't at TwitchCon, but they were rebroadcasting stuff. And it looks like a lot of fun. So if you're looking for a good uh, co-op game to play with friends and family, I highly recommend you pick up Overcooked. It looks really fun. Again, I haven't played it yet, but just by looking at it, it looks like an absolute blast. Uh, so that's on Thursday. You better get ready for the most challenging Nintendo system ever. Well, guys, we have some good news for you Splatoon fans out there. The game is dominating right now. Uh, currently... The estimates are around 500,000 copies will have been sold this first week for Splatoon 2. Compare that to Splatoon 1, which by all accounts had a very good attach rate. Um, Splatoon 1 sold 4.68 million copies worldwide. This is Japanese sales. Just Japan sold 500,000 copies. Worldwide, Splatoon 1 sold 4.68 million. So that means Splatoon 2 is off to a fantastic start. And any game that gets a start like this is a game that's going to be around for a while and a game that's going to get lots of support. Now, will we get the exact support that we want? I don't know. We don't know if we're going to be seeing uh, the changes that we're asking for, like multiplayer changes or the voice chat changes. That's just wait and see. But what are we going to see? We're going to see lots of new weapons. Uh, we'll probably see a whole bunch of new stages. And we will also see um, lots of Splatfests and other event type things like that. Because the game is selling really well. And Nintendo wants to um, capture the energy that's out there right now. And channel it towards the Switch. So, you know, look for more stuff from them. And here's the funny thing. That 500,000 copies, that's an estimate from retailers that doesn't include uh sales on the on the eShop so it's pretty crazy that Ni that Nintendo has already pushed out 500,000 copies of Splatoon in only Japan that's nuts to me but i have to say that the game is incredibly fun the moment to moment gameplay is amazing and if you haven't picked it up you absolutely should despite the flaws that it has. It's not a perfect game, but it's amazing, and you will have fun with it. 99.9% .9 sure. Mario plucks a power wherever he goes. Mojang dropped Minecraft uh, patch notes today. And was it today? Maybe it was yesterday. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. We've got patch notes. And the patch notes are that on the Switch, I mean, there's a lot of different changes, but... The big one is on the Switch, Minecraft will now be running at 1080p in docked mode, which is awesome. Some people are like, how come um, Minecraft was running at 720p? You have to remember, even though Minecraft is a very blocky game, 
there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. Every one of the blocks in the game has to be kept track of, and that's a lot of calculations. That's a lot of calculations that have to happen in the, in the background. And so one of the things that, um, what's it, M4Y or something, they're the people who did the port of Minecraft for the Switch, or maybe it's y 4 Two, I can't remember. Um, one of the things that they did is they said, all right, well, we're just going to limit it to 720p. Well, they kept working, even though the game is already out and they've already gotten people's money, they kept working and now it runs at 1080p. Now, some people might say, why would I care if Minecraft runs at 1080p? It's Minecraft. It looks like crap anyway. Well, okay, maybe it looks like crap, you know, it's Minecraft. It has its own look, that's for sure. But when you're looking at something that's 720p on a 1080 screen, it kind of looks a little blurry because the textures are stretched a little bit. Um, having it run at 1080 will make things look better. Here's the real question. Did they do this and sacrifice performance? Like, are we having a smaller frame rate? Now, right now, I don't know. I didn't. I, I, I haven't actually sat down to play it. Uh, I've been very, very busy working on the studio, as you can hear in the echo. Um, but the, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 4J Studios. Thank you very much, Dasme, in uh, in the Discord. Uh, just just meant, uh, told me that it was called 4J Studios. Um, anyway, I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know if there's any frame drops from, from this. Before, it was right at 60 the whole time, and I know that Nintendo thinks that's very, very important. Hopefully 4J Studios, which is the company that ported Minecraft uh, for Mojang to the Switch, hopefully they also understand that 60 frames per second is important. Uh, so let me know. Are you guys excited for 1080p? Do you not care? Were you only playing it in handheld mode? I'm, I'm curious as to how other people are playing it. I don't play Minecraft very much, but it's a game that I wanted to have on the Switch. It's a game that I wanted to have portable forever. And yes, I could have a laptop or I could play it on my iPad. Um, a laptop is not really powerful enough to because it's got other things going on besides just running the game. Um, you don't have real controls on, the, uh, on an iPad version of the game. So honestly, outside of being able to play modded Minecraft on the PC, the Switch seems like the best console for it. Uh, and then we can look forward to what's happening later on this summer when the, I think it's called Everyone Plays Together release comes out. And that's where they are going to add in Minecraft Realms for cross-play. Um, you'll be able to log into your Microsoft Xbox Live account on your Switch and then join friends on any console except for PS4, on people on the PC except for the Java version. And have an absolute blast. Uh, Minecraft is my son's favorite game. He's constantly playing it. And uh, we've had a lot of fun playing it on the Switch. So if you haven't picked it up yet, now's, now's a pretty good time. When you're ready for a real challenge, you're ready for Marble Madness. Okay, everybody, it's been kind of a light news day, so I'm going to get out of here. But before I do, I'm going to do three lightning round stories. The first one, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 is coming November 14th. Some of the um, Lego games are fantastic. Some of them are not so great. It remains to be seen if this one's going to be awesome or not so great. I hope that it's awesome. I probably won't play it. I'm kind of done with the Lego games. Uh, they're very, they're too similar to each other for me. 
However, this will be one that I'm getting for my son. He loves the, the, the games. Him and my wife like to sit down and play those games together. And every time I watch him play it, I can appreciate how much fun he's having. And I, you gotta, you, you have to give, um, I can't remember what TT stands for, but TT is the name of the company that makes these games. Um, but you gotta give the, whatever the name is of the company that makes them, you gotta give them credit because these games look fantastic and it really looks like there's Legos on the screen and there's so many very clever things that happen. Personally, if I'm going to buy a Lego game, it would have been, um, oh God, what's the one with Chase McCain? Um, Lego City Undercover. Uh, my son had it on the Wii U. It was a Wii U exclusive. It's now going to other consoles, and it is also available to pick up on the Switch. It has really long load times, unfortunately, but the game is fantastic. It's so good. Uh, really, really funny dialogue is written in that, and I felt like the developer had a little more room to move because they weren't dealing with established characters so they could do whatever they wanted. And if you haven't played the game, I highly suggest you pick it up for the Switch. It has the same problem that LEGO games always do in that they've got sloppy controls. However, the characters in the game are what make it great. The police chief is hilarious. Chase McCain is very, very funny. But my favorite character in the whole game is Frank Honey. And I want a Lego movie based on Lego City Undercover just so that I can ha- get more Frank Honey uh, hilarious one-liners in, in, in my life because they are hilarious. Uh, next story in the lightning round is Battle Chasers Nightwear. Nightwear? Nightmare? Night War. There we go. I, there's a typo in my show notes. I'm going to leave it there so you guys know. Um, but Battle Chasers Night War is going to be playable at Gamescom 2017. If you don't know what Battle Chasers Night War is, it's based on a comic book that I've never checked out. Uh, however, um, it's got this cool kind of top-down roguelike thing going on. And then when you get into combat, everything goes um, turn-based like Final Fantasy style. Very, very pretty graphics. Interesting gameplay uh, looking anyways. And I'm excited for this game. It comes out, um, I think, later in the year. But if you are at Gamescom, make sure that you check it out and then write into the show and tell me what you thought of it. Uh, Last story is that the follow-up to I Am Sitsuna, well, it's not a sequel to I Am Sitsuna, I don't believe. It's just from the same company, uh, and that's Square Enix. Uh, They are going to be launching Lost Sphere on January 23rd. This is coming from Tokyo RPG Factory. Um, It comes out on the PlayStation 4 as well as the Switch on October 12th in Japan, but it will be coming here uh, January 23rd uh, in the West. Um, Things to, if you are, if you have both a PlayStation 4 and a Nintendo Switch, you have to decide where are you going to get it. I'll personally end up getting it on the switch because I like these games to be portable. Um, I'm excited for this game. I think it looks really pretty, uh, very interesting style to it. Uh, and I love the, the top down where you can see your party moving around and you're controlling the lead character and the other characters are following you. Uh, then you, uh, get into combat and it almost looks like uh, chrono trigger. Uh, so if you've ever played Chrono Trigger, that combat system, it's really neat. And um, 
I'm excited for this. I, I hope you guys are too, but that's uh, Lost Sphere. It's got a terrible name. I really don't like the name because it's hard to, it's hard to, because it, it's spelled weird. It's it's like a combination of of the word sphere and fear. And I don't like it when companies do silly things like that. Just give it a real name. But anyway, um, that's the lightning round, everybody. Okie dokie. You know, I was just about done with the podcast, and then I noticed that I had an email. Uh, actually, a couple of them. So I'm going to make sure to include those. Uh, the first one is from Trevor. They said, I am one of your new patron supporters, and I love the work that you do. Well, thank you very much for being a patron supporter. You're awesome. Uh, I learned of you while you were on the Switch Switchcast with KC. I don't always have time to listen to long week, weekly podcasts, so I like how you do shorter episodes with more throughout the week. I hear that you enjoy the motion controls of Splatoon 2. I've been doing I've been playing Splatoon since release day on the original Wii U, one of my favorite games, but I've been stubborn on learning the motion controls. I feel like I can I feel like I can't get any better unless I switch to motion controls. People have given me tips on the proper use of them, but I still feel like I use the right stick way too often. Do you have any tips on getting used to the motion controls and what is the proper way to use them? Like, should I be touching the right stick at all and seldom? Or how often should I be resetting the camera? I feel like I need to see someone play in motion controls to really grasp it. Thanks and keep up the good work, Trevor. All right, Trevor. Well, thank you very much for emailing me. Let me... I am by no means good at Splatoon. I am bad at shooters. I still play them because they're fun, but I'm bad at them. So I don't know that I'm the best person to answer this question. However, I will tell you my experience. In my experience, uh, well, first off, when you're using Splatoon 2's motion controls, what you have to remember is that the up-down motion of your camera is you cannot use your stick for that at all. So... Your stick is regulated to only left and right. Now, what can you do? Well, in order to get better, in order to make it more mouse-like, what I would recommend to somebody, and I haven't actually done this yet because I'm just I'm too excited to play to mess with the settings yet, but I should, and maybe I will do that later. Um, but what I would do is I would increase the sensitivity of your of your right stick. And you can do this right in the in the game settings. So that when you hit that right stick, your character turns very, very quickly. But when you want to aim at somebody, that's when you start using the motion controls. I haven't done this in Splatoon, but what I did do this on is Doom. The new Doom game that came out a couple of years ago, I played it using my Steam controller. And the Steam controller has a gyro built in and it's got a big old circle pad. And the circle pad I used for big movements where I had to move a character or, or turn my character quickly. And so I had that very, very sensitive. But then when I wanted to tune in and just really make sure I'm trying to go for a headshot, I would make sure to only use the gyro. Um, it really improved the way that I was able to play the game. And it's actually, you know, outside of mouse keyboard, it is it might be tied with mouse keyboard for my favorite way to play a game. Now, we don't have the the, the right pad that the Steam controller does on the Switch. That's the thing that we don't have, which is too bad because that thing is amazing. Um, but if you only use that for big movements, then it will help quite a bit. Something else that you asked, um, how often should I reset the camera? Here's a tip for you. If you want to turn around quickly, if you're running straight ahead and you want to turn around quick, 
just pull your stick the other way and have your character start running towards the screen, so towards you, and then hit the Y button and your 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 um, camera will spin all the way around very, very quickly. I think that's how a lot of pro players are able to very easily and quickly change where they're going. They're hitting that Y button a lot. So if your thumb is on the Y button, you're probably not using the stick. So use the stick for big movements. Use that Y button often in order to change your, your perspective. And when you're trying to zero in on somebody, that's when you use the motion controls the most. The last piece of advice that I would give you and how to um, get better is to force yourself to only use motion controls for a week. A lot of times that what I would do is I would try to, like I would say, all right, I need to get better at this one thing. And I would try it and I would say, oh, it's frustrating. I'm better the other way. So I'm just going to go back to the other way. And a week would go by and I then I'd say, you know, but I think that that's probably a, a better way to play. Let me try it again. But I would never stick to it. So you got to make yourself stick to um, playing this way for a week. And if by then you're not getting any better using the motion controls, then go back to the to the twin sticks. Um, everybody plays in a way that's comfortable to them, and that's my that's my advice to you. Thank you so much for emailing and for being a patron. You are awesome. All right, everybody, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story I missed, please let me know. You can do so by emailing me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can give a phone call, 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. You can uh, get a hold of me on the Discord. That's runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Or you can just stop by twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, and we can talk there. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, just check out runjumpstomp.com slash support. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere they like to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, Get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep, even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible.